What is up everybody? Welcome back to the Fine Out of Improvement. My name is Enrique and today we have the Jordan Santiago hopping on, talking about depression, anxiety, what it takes to be an entrepreneur, the feeling of being overwhelmed, withstanding a lot of pressure and delayed gratification. All right, man. So it looks like we're on. So what, why don't you go ahead and tell the people, you know, what you do, where you come from, who you are? Yeah, man. So I am Jordan Santiago. I'm from Queens, New York. I'm still here. I was born here. Um, so I'm a real estate investor entrepreneur. So I started wholesaling. I'm still wholesaling. Want a whole, uh, you know, a big wholesaling operation. Um, then I went on to go, you know, fix and flip properties, which I'm doing every single month as well. Um, I own about uh, 3.5 million dollars wow. worth of rental properties right now as well. So kind of well-rounded in the real estate space. Um, now I'm helping other people do the same. Um, so just just helping people get into the industry, teaching new people on different new things and how to get creative in real estate and start their journey on that. Um, 25 years old, a couple new businesses coming out, but I'm really passionate just about real estate business, help people get in uh, and things like that. That's awesome, man. How do you kind of get your start in real estate? Yeah, so it's funny. I went to college. I went to college for baseball. I was actually... Um, had the, had the opportunity to get drafted out of high school to the, the Detroit Tigers. Um, so I went to college to try to increase my draft stock to go get some more money when I do get drafted. But I got burnt down, man. I was like, I totally like fell out of love with it. I kind of was not playing for myself and the love of the game anymore. I was kind of playing for, you know, my parents really. Um, so when I, when I, you know, dipped up out of college, cause I left after my first semester, it just wasn't for me. Um, I actually was like, damn, I don't know what to do. All my whole life was was circled around sports, you know, basketball, baseball. So I really never thought of a plan B or anything like that. Um, so I'm sitting there one day. I had no job, not going to school anymore. I was I was doing nothing, absolutely nothing. I had nothing going on in my life, and um, I googled because I always wanted to be rich. That's just that's just me being honest, right? I just always wanted to be rich. So I googled how to make a million dollars in a year. Right. So when I Googled that, real estate was the first thing that popped up. So I said, all right, let me let me look into this a little more. I started reading about being a real estate broker, which is the first thing that people go to when they hear real estate. They don't understand yeah. you know, the, the other avenues when it comes to real estate. Everyone just thinks real estate agent, real estate broker. So that's that's what I did, too. You know, so I was like, all right, real estate. I think I'm going to give this real estate thing a try. I, obviously, it looks like a lot of people making um, some good money from it. So from there, I went to the city. I was taking a train every single day to Manhattan um, to get my real estate license. I got my real estate license, and I kind of just jumped into the game from there. That's awesome, man. It's, uh, it's crazy to hear that. We kind of have like a similar story as well. Uh, I, I wasn't really much of the, the sporty nice. type. I played sports when I was younger, but in high school, <laughs> I was a musician. So I was looking to you know go to uh, nice. college for music, and then I ended up missing every single one of my auditions. So... <laughs> immediately um i was just like you know what i'm done with this i wanted to real estate because same thing with you i was googling how to make money and stuff like that i saw real estate so i got my license right out of um yep. high school and I, every it was history from there i've been doing real estate ever since not not my license anymore i was a terrible this agent <laughs> but <laughs> me too i actually i actually got my license never used it once till this day still have never actually in the middle of me getting my license I said, shit, I don't think I even want to do this because that's when I figured mm. out about wholesaling. So I, I really, really, I really dove into wholesaling very, very heavy. I was just consumed with the kind of lifestyle was more um, yeah. fit to what I wanted, you know, work, work whenever I want and 
you know, not have to go mm-hmm. run around on showings and things like that. That was kind of what I was, you know, looking into more. So in the middle of me getting my license, man, I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to use this, but I'm going to get it regardless because I'm already, you know, I'm already 75% all the way in there. So um, I got it. Never used it once, bro. Still to this day. Yeah. No, I think um, for anybody that's looking to get into real estate, they should first explore the avenues before like committing to the license. Because honestly, like I learned about wholesaling first before like learning about being a real estate agent. So the reason I became a real estate agent is because I did a wholesale deal in high school, like my senior year, and partnered up with somebody, and the wow. dude ran off of my money. I never really said this story much in public, but he, I did the deal. I was like, I'm going to surprise my family with this money, this and that, and he just disappeared. <laughs> so got my license after that and realized I really hate being an agent. <laughs> like, it was just hours doing showings for mm-hmm. nothing. Then when I finally got a sale, it was like, you know, I think the commission was supposed to be like 15K, but there were so many splits. I got 2,000. I was like, I'm, I'm not, I don't like this. <laughs> so. Yeah, man, for sure. I, I think, I think that's good. What you said is, is. Yeah. Explore, just explore. Like being a real estate agent and being a real estate broker is mm-hmm. not the only thing that you can do in real estate. There's literally 20, 30, 40 different things mm-hmm. that you can do in real estate. So before you do commit to a license, cause like me, look, I spent, I don't know. I spent months doing that. I spent money doing that and I never, yeah. again, I never used it. You know what I mean? So I could have went without it to be honest with you. Is it a horrible thing to have? No, it's not, but I, I never used it. So if, if I can go back, I would do the same thing. I would, I would try to analyze all the different avenues, talk to some, uh, you know, some specific people on those avenues, um, do some research before I dive in and, and, and really. Yeah. Nothing against that. it too. There's a lot of real estate agents that, you know, are doing really, really well. It's just, uh, I, I always say find what works best for you, right? Because especially with social media, it's so easy to see right. content of this and that. And like a lot of people are changing their minds every week because like, oh, I heard you can do this. I heard you can do that. But like just really find what you like doing, what works best for you, what you can actually be good at and succeed in and just go that avenue. That's what I believe, right? Mm-hmm. 100%. So agree. on this kind of like episode chapter that we're doing, I kind of want to dig deeper more on the, the vulnerable side of this whole journey because I know I see your content going crazy. You know, I just started posting content recently and I know a lot of the people that watch the content, they always think that the person creating the content, their life is like perfect, which is never really the, you know, the case. Um, it's nope. easy to think that when you're looking from the outside in. Right. But you know, what's someone like explain to the people how taxing this journey can be to someone like emotionally, anything. Man, I, I always, and I'm very open about mm-hmm. my journey, you know, still to this day, I'll post occasionally of, of things from my past when I was, you know, just starting to, uh, try to come up in real estate and business. But like you said, everyone on social media, especially Instagram, they think that, you know, in, uh, you know, uh, entrepreneurship is supposed to be this, um, sweet, great, yeah. easy journey, you know, and it's just not, it's not. And that's what I thought too, Same. when I was first coming in. And when I got slapped with reality, it slapped the shit out of me, you know, it really, really did. And to be honest with you, it was really the most depressing, darkest downtime of my life still. And it's, it's not even close. I'm talking, you know, like 2017, 2018, um, around the, around that time. I mean, I'm, I'm not even kidding. I was, I was absolutely depressed. I was, um, not, I was not happy. I was, I was in a rut mentally, physically. You know, the only thing that I had going for me was this real estate thing. I wasn't, I wasn't working a uh, traditional job. 
I wasn't going to school to learn anything. I wasn't going to graduate and go on to get a, a you know a good paying uh, nine to five. So it's the only thing I had going for me, right? And it was absolutely the most draining time of my life. That's a good word to mm-hmm. use. It's just draining mentally, man. It's it's just because it's 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 the most lonely journey that you could take, especially when you're starting out, right? When you have success, then you have other people, you know, jumping on your coattails. Oh, let's partner up here. Oh, let's do a deal here. Let me invest, you know, money with you, this and that, right? You start to get more opportunities as you show your success and have more success and, you know, go network and stuff. But when you're in the beginning and you're a nobody, basically, it's completely lonely. It's completely draining. It could be extremely dark. So I always try to um, express that and let people know that whether they're just coming into entrepreneurship or whether they're a year in, just because you're a year in doesn't mean shit is going to get sweet right away after that. You may be in that rut for a year, two years, three years, five years. It, 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 you really don't know, you know? So, um, for me in that time, um, draining is the best word, just mentally draining, emotionally draining, depressing. Um, I just didn't know where I was headed. Um, and to be honest with you, I formed and I still deal with it today. Some, some anxiety. I really do. I struggle with that every single day is anxiety. And I know that came from, um, me being and starting this entrepreneurship journey five, six years ago. Yeah, man. I'm really happy that we're talking about this specific topic because one thing I was asked before is, um, like if it's such a lonely journey and such a depressive, like journey at the start, like is it really worth it? And somebody asked me that question. I'm not going to lie. I didn't have an answer at the time because when they asked it to me, like I was still going through that stuff. Um, yeah. But I guess what I've learned from my experience is, yeah, it might suck absolutely terribly in the beginning, but it's still so much better than the alternative. Like, even though it's lonely, mm-hmm. I'd rather be alone than have 500 people or 20 people surrounding me that really don't care about me at all. Right? Hundred percent, and I, I feel that way, especially with mm. a nine to five. And listen, there's nothing, nothing no. wrong with a nine to five. I hate when yeah. people shit on nine to five people because entrepreneurs are not entrepreneurs without nine exactly. to five people, right? So there's nothing wrong with that. But to me, it was always the realization of this person can completely change my life and fire me right now in a snap of yeah. a finger if you wanted to. And I never wanted to let my my fate and my destiny be controlled by someone like that so fast. So I had to go take, you know, I had to go take action on my own. And, and to your point as, is it really worth it? That That's to me when I come to, and I always preach, you have to mm-hmm. have a strong why, okay? And your why has to be beyond you, okay? Do I want, you know, the nice cars and the jewelry and the clothes and the big house and the plane? Yeah, of course I do, right? Who doesn't? But for me, first and foremost is I got to mm-hmm. take care of my parents. That's me. So it's beyond me. So whether I was feeling up for it or not, whether I was feeling happy and excited, whether I was having success or not, that wasn't what I started this for in the first place. So me being depressed and down or whatever, it came with the territory, but it wasn't changing anything for me because what I really, really wanted to to achieve was beyond me. It was for my parents. It wasn't money for me. It was money for my parents. It wasn't experience for me. It was experiences for my parents. That's still my number one thing. Okay, so when I am stressed and when I am overwhelmed and when I am anxious, because that happens to me, as it does to any entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. especially if you're starting out, 
you have to establish a why. And I always try to tell people to do this before they even get into their entrepreneurship journey. Because if you don't have a strong why, you're, you're going to fold probably. You're most likely going to fold. You're not going to be consistent. You're not going to be persistent. Okay? And you're going to wind up folding because you really have no strong foundation and backbone to keep going. Right? If you have no reason to keep going, why would you keep going? Okay? So establish that strong why. Have a why that is beyond you. Okay, whether it, it doesn't have to be your parents, it could be different than mine. It, me too. I like to give back to, to my community. Those are all things that I like to do that have nothing to do with my personal benefit. Okay, so when I was in that that journey, and don't get me wrong, it is a hundred thousand percent worth it. I am. I, I swear on everything. I am grateful, and I thank God every single day that he he helped mm-hmm. me stick it out. Okay, because it is 100 percent worth it to be your own boss, make your own money on your own terms, work wherever you want, whatever it is. Right. Whatever you want to achieve. um, It's 100 percent worth it. And it's even more worth it. And it's easier to get through if you have a reason beyond yourself. 100 percent. I feel I think my favorite question. Well, one of my favorite questions might be why. And yeah, the reason I say that is because. One day I was talking to one of my mentors. It was when I first started out. I was, I was like 18 or I was just turning 19 or something like that. And I remember telling him everything I wanted to do. And so he was just sitting there quietly. And like I went through this like whole rant on different things I wanted to do. And after I finished talking, he just looked at me and said, why? And then I was like, well, this is why I gave him a, a reason. And then his response was why? And I was like, I just told you why, but then he was like, all right, tell me why again. So I, I went even deeper, and then he asked me again why. And he kept going. I think he asked me why like seven times. But what I learned from that is like mm-hmm. the deeper you go of your why, the more of like an internal reasoning you have as to what you're doing in life, right? You don't necessarily have to know your purpose, but you have to know like why you're waking up every morning, why you're doing what you're doing, why you're seeking that better life, if that makes sense. A hundred percent. And and. I'll give you an example is I, after COVID, I kind of fell in a rut with the gym. Like I wasn't being as consistent and I I realized I didn't like going to the gym anymore because I had no set why and no set goal, right? I I wasn't planning on losing weight. I wasn't planning on gaining Mm -hmm. weight. I was just going, you know, and I wasn't, I wasn't seeing any results because I had no reason to get those results because I had no plan. I had no why. I had no goal, right? But the second I said, you know what? I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to try to get lean. And I go and you start to see results. Boom. That's when I start like, yeah. I, I like going to the gym again, right? So when you have a reason that's strong, whether it's, again, yourself, your, your parents, your family, your community, um, just inspiring people, whatever it is, it has to have strong roots. Or else you're really going to have no reason to yeah. wake up early. Like, listen, you and I, we wake up early because we have purpose. We have a reason, mm-hmm. right? I know I know when I wake up, I know what I need to do. I know my reason. I know my why. And that pushes me. Even on days where I'm like, damn, I'm tired. Or, you know, I'm not feeling good. Or I'm not feeling up to it. Whatever it may be, that is what pushes me. That's what I fall back on. I have on my on my, my phone, I have a picture of my parents. When I'm, when I'm not feeling great... And I see that, I go open my phone, I'm being lazy or something, I open up my phone, boom, that snaps you back into reality, right? So it's beyond my personal feelings, okay? And I'm not saying, oh yeah, just go be depressed forever. No, but in the beginning of this journey, it could be definitely very depressing, very dark, very lonely. It doesn't have to stay like that forever, 
right? Both of us, yeah. got, we can tell you that it doesn't stay like that forever. It's It'll start like that. It doesn't have to stay like that. But when you're on that journey, you have to fall back as to what your why is, and it'll help you go so 100%. much further. So a question I have on that, what you just said there, is for the people that might be in that extremely dark moment or period in their life, you know, they might not be able to see any light at the end of the tunnel or they might not have any hope in them left right now. When we were, I feel like we were both in a position like that before as well, based off the, how we've been talking. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you pull yourself out of a situation like that? Or how would you recommend somebody, you know, pull themselves out of a place like that in their life? Man, listen, it's tough. Okay, so it's not easy. If you're dealing with that and you're having struggles with it and you're having, you know, internal conflicts with that, that's normal. Mm-hmm. I did that shit. I was like, damn, do I do I even keep going? Does it even make sense for me to keep going? Like it was really just taxing me and my life. Okay. I wasn't able I wasn't making any money, so I wasn't able to go do things. I wasn't able to take vacations with my friends or, you know, go out or anything like that. So that's that's what I had to live with. But I think the number one thing that people in that, you know, position need to do is you have to reach mm-hmm. out to other entrepreneurs. You have to have to. I've spoke with so many people in that area or in that position, I should say. And you can always feel free to hit me up about this because I am super, super strong on this point right here because of what I went through and how how vividly I remember every single day in that in that area and that in that moment. Um, and I, I can't tell you how many people I've helped. I've helped push forward. Um, I've helped motivate. Okay, because again. If you go from lonely to you have another you have another person that went through what you're going through and has succeeded, and now you guys are having a conversation, he or she is telling you their you know experiences and how they got out of it. It's a huge boost because now you don't feel so lonely, right? Now you feel like, all right, listen, I have this person to look up to, or you know, I have this person uh, as an example. Now you don't feel so lonely. Now you feel more confident, you know, to say, listen, you know what? If he or she did it, I could do it too. If he or she did it, um, you know, I can get out, get out of this as well. So if I was in that, you know, moment again, and this is something I didn't do, um, I'd be reaching out to people and connecting. Even if you can even reach out to people in the same position as you. Okay, you don't have to reach out to someone more successful or someone that got, got out of it. You can reach out to someone that's struggling as well. Okay, it's all about trying not to feel so lonely because that shit can get super lonely. And when it gets lonely and you're failing or you're you know, not being able to figure anything out or um, you're losing money, whatever it may be, um, you feel extremely by yourself. And when you're talking with someone that's in a similar position or someone that has gotten out of that position, it'll definitely boost you up a little. So reach out to people. Don't feel afraid to reach out to people. I'm telling you, 95% of entrepreneurs have went through this. So when this topic comes up, People are very open to speak about that, okay? It doesn't mean they're going to give you, like, a bunch of, you know, free game or anything like that. But when it comes to just a one-on-one, um, you know, intimate kind of conversation about these things, people are willing to talk about it. I like what you said there at the end a lot uh, about the free game because I feel like that's a huge mistake people do is they might be feeling alone or, like, they're just, like, they don't know what to do this and that. And instead of reaching out to just talk to somebody who's in the same position or, like, for advice and stuff like that, they reach out to somebody for free game. And right. that just ruins your first impression and the relationship right off the bat. Like, there's when people reach out to me. Um, and, you know, instead of, like, starting up a conversation about something we have a common interest in or just, like, you know, having a normal conversation, the first thing they say is, 
yo, bro, what contracts do you use, this and that? Or like, oh, bro, hey, bro, how'd you learn this? It's like, it kind of just messes up the relationship right off the bat. You know what I mean? 100%. I had, I'm not even kidding. I had someone ask me uh, on Saturday for my course for free. No joke. And, and what do I think of that right away? I said, man, no. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, it, it, like you said, it totally ruins a relationship. Often you don't, you don't respect my time, my knowledge, and what I went through. Right. So why why would I provide you that value in return? It doesn't make sense. So like you said, that's a big mistake. It's two different things. Ask it for free game, ask for some motivation or um, just entrepreneur advice. Right. It's two totally different things. You could ask anyone. I mean, I'm probably too nice. I answer everyone. Everyone. I try to I try to I try to converse with everyone. I'd be hopping on the phones with people trying to give everyone free game. Right. A lot of the people that are put it in work right now i gave free i gave free game to but that's because they came the right way right hey man listen like i, I respect your time some people have have offered to pay me and i'll be like nah you know we're good i because i just respect the the offer you know i respect the value on my time and my knowledge as well so don't make that mistake right just just listen if you're gonna be if you're feeling vulnerable be vulnerable okay if you're feeling down express that don't try to exchange that into free game and, and, and um, you know, wasting other people's time, giving knowledge that they've, you know, um, gained throughout the years of their journey. Don't do that. It's a totally um, separate conversation. Yeah. It's not like we don't want to help anybody. That's like the complete, I feel like sometimes I shy away from talking about this just because everybody feels like we just don't want to help people and stuff like that. But it's not that it's, um, it's just respect, right? Like imagine I spent four years or two years six years 20 years failing every single day non-stop learning lessons going through depression all this thing like all these different occurrences mm-hmm. and then you reach out and you're like hey bro can i get everything you you went through but for free it's like you're not respecting all the hardship that we went through but at all if you were to reach out and saying hey man i'm feeling very lost right now i'm not sure exactly what to do would you mind just having a conversation with me about this or that like that's more respectable and it's like hey bro teach me everything you learned for free you know what I mean? A hundred percent, bro. Like I said, it's it's it really is two different conversations. One's yeah. about respect, and one's about really because we do want to help. Listen, mm-hmm. if, if we want to help everyone that 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 comes through our path, whether they're just starting up or whether we're on the same level, whatever it is. But when we went through things, right, and it took years and stress and depression and loneliness and things like that, you cannot skip that line. Right. You have to lead with some type of value. I. Right. Because I'm always looking to learn more. I'll, I'll reach out to eight figure people like, listen, tell me how much this is. Tell me how much an hour call with you is. Tell me how much a meeting with you. I never, ever reach out to anyone without asking how much is their price. Right. For their time or, or whatever it may be. And some of them, say, some of them say, don't worry about it because they just respect the offer. So that's what you need to do. You need to lead with value when you're trying to get, um, you know, some advice or some uh some details within this, you know, entrepreneurship game. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I have another different type of question for you as well. Sure. I know, especially since you've been posting a lot of content, do you feel any, like, pressure? Like, I know I feel immense pressure every single day, but, like, I kind of want to see your take on this too because a lot of entrepreneurs I'm very close with, I always see that they have, like, you know, this immense pressure on their mind. You can tell they're thinking about stuff and like they have like this uh, this worry on them. But I want to hear from you. Like, do you have any pressure that you deal with on, on a day-to-day or like things you think about? I just I just tweeted, no joke, like four days ago about pressure. 
Really? Um, yeah, and it's something, look, it's something that, it's something I deal with every single day. Every single day I wake up with, with pressure on my shoulders. Mm. Every single day, okay? Because my parents didn't ask, my family didn't ask for me to be the savior. I came to them and said, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the savior of this family, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to change everything. So I came to them, right? But now I know they're, they're also, they say, all right, step up then, right? So when I wake up, I know I have to execute every single day. Okay, because I put those expectations out there. I'm the one that went out and did it. Okay, they didn't ask ask that of me. I went out there and did it. So um, I absolutely do that, and it does come with, you know, mental taxation. It does become draining. I'm not gonna lie. It does give me anxiety sometimes. I do wake up anxious sometimes. 100. percent There's no way around that for me. You know what I mean? That's that's something I'm I'm very open about as well. But again, for me, it goes back to that why. It's like, oh, listen, I'm feeling how I'm feeling. It doesn't matter. How I'm feeling right now is not going to stop my parents from, from going to work. I need to retire them. So my feelings need to step aside. I have to do what I, have to, uh, what I, have to, what I need to do, basically. You know? So um, pressure is a privilege, man. Pressure is a, I'm so blessed to have this pressure Oof. on me because God blessed me with this, with this pressure, right? He wow. blessed me with this situation. Um, with the abilities to do what I what I uh, what I do, with the knowledge to uh, deploy that and go make money and go help people and all those things, that is a fucking privilege, bro. So every day when I wake up with it, I said, "Listen, I strap that shit on my shoulders and I keep moving." I said, "Let's go," you know. Honestly, I needed to hear that. <laughs> like, man, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I'm trying to be more open about like you know things that I go through as well because I know I'm like very private on like the things I post and stuff. But very recently, I've been feeling immense pressure. And, like, I wake up every day, like, almost overwhelmed with pressure of, like, the things I want to accomplish and the things I'm putting out there. But, like, you know, I, I always ask myself, am I living up to it? Am I doing the right thing? And it's, like, so much pressure in my head, like, just thinking about it. But the, the way you fra- rephrase it kind of just, like, wash it all the way. Like, pressure is a privilege. Like, that is such a good way to phrase it because you're so right. Like, it's a privilege to be able to have the ambitions that we have and you know want to achieve the success that we want to achieve because not a lot of people can see that light or not a lot of people can, can see that vision you know what i mean exactly and when you achieve what you want to achieve it's worth all the pressure it's worth all the hardship because 100%. that's that's going to be the best feeling when you accomplish your why whether whatever it is you want to make you know a million dollars you want to retire your parents whatever it is when you accomplish that shit it's like oh man all that was worth it all of that was worth it so Again, I wake up with pressure every single day, and I know mm-hmm. a bunch of people that are that are watching this are going to say, "Damn, me too, me too." Yeah. Whether that's because they brought it on themselves or because their family is depending on them, whatever it is, like I said, you got to strap that shit on your shoulders and keep it pushing because, you know, you have this pressure on you for a reason. Whatever you believe, whether God put it on you, the universe put it on you, you have it on you for a reason. So you got to live up to it, right? And that may put more pressure on you, but. If you have that strong why, that's going to help you go execute. And once you execute, there's going to be no better feeling in the world. 100%. Now, on that, I there's I have another question that's kind of cohesive with having that overwhelming feeling of pressure. Mm-hmm. And that's, have you ever felt like you failed someone before? Yeah. Yeah. I To me, I'm very hard on myself, right? And this Same. is part of the reason why I, I do deal with you know, anxiety and things like that. I'm very hard on myself. Um, I was, I was actually on another podcast too. And I was saying, 
Every single time a family member goes to work, I I feel pissed off. I feel like I failed. If I see Same, someone man. come home from work, I say, "Fuck," you know. That's how I feel. I feel I feel upset. I feel like I failed them. Um, seeing people come home tired and stuff like that, that that's what that feels like to me. So that goes, like you said, that's very intertwined with with pressure, right? Mm-hmm. But absolutely, I feel I almost feel like that. Um, every single day, but that doesn't put me down. Yeah, that's it's a big difference, right? It doesn't put me down. They don't feel like I failed them. I feel like I failed them. Yeah, right. So that motivates me. Yeah, it's a that big motivates motivator. me. It's a huge motivator for me. I said, all right, all right. So mm-hmm. I got to wake up, and until they're not doing that, I'll be then then I'll be working until they stop doing. That. You know what I mean? So yep. when I see them come through the door, or or, or they're tired, or they got to go to bed early because they got to wake up early. For me right there, that's a huge fucking battery pack in my back. Just for me, you know? No, I agree. Anybody who's very close to me and is around me like on the daily and such, which there is very few people. But for those that, um, you know, see me on the daily and get to experience like what I'm like, the word angry, I feel like is a word that will never appear in their mind when they think of like the way I act. I'm very mm-hmm. passive and nonchalant about things, but... When I think about that, if I feel like if I failed someone, that is one of the most rare instances where I actually feel like deep anger. But it's not towards right. anybody, it's towards myself. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. last year, or even recently, you know, there's been a lot of things going on on the back end that not a lot of people see. I don't even think I've told anybody about it, period. And in my mind, it replays like a broken record. Me asking myself, like, if I would have went even a little bit harder if things would have been different. You know, like when a family member asks me for help on this or they're expecting this and that. And when the answer I have to give them is that at the moment I can't help them or I can't do this or that. Like when it's not the answer that I want to give or the answer that I wish I could give them. The amount of anger I feel towards myself is indescribable. And like I don't even know how to explain that feeling. It's just such a bad feeling. But it is, bro. It is. It is. It is very tough to explain because listen. If that's your why, right, to take care of the people around you, that's all you want to do, Yeah. right? A lot of people, listen, a lot of people get clouded once they get money, right? And they forget why they wanted money, right? I always say, mm-hmm. people pray for God to bless them and for them to make money, and then they get money and they forget why they're praying to get that money, right? Is So when I'm in a situation like that, that shit really, really just drives me off the rails. It really pisses me off. But, yeah. again, the same thing is, that shouldn't that shouldn't put you down, right? Because listen, it also it also goes with goes in with like some delayed gratification too. Like, yeah, I can give that to you, but you know, I kind of need it right now, so I can go do big, I can go uh, do bigger shit and then go give you more, right? That's mm-hmm. I, I always try to explain that to people too. Is listen, you really got to try to take care of yourself so you can take care of everyone else after that. Um, so I get you, man. That that feeling is that feeling is tough, but it's a difference of feeling that feeling. And, and breaking down, shutting down, mm-hmm. right? Not going as hard. And then vice versa, going crazy, right? Going hard and waking up earlier and executing faster and doing whatever you need to do to not have to deny that person of whatever they want. You, you, you get what I mean? You're right. Because every time I, I feel that way, my mind kind of switches gears into this mode where it's like, all right, not a single thing in this world is going to stop me. And like for that entire day, like... The way I structure my days is when I wake up and stuff, I just uh, have a notebook and I write down everything I need to do for the day. 
and I write IPA next to the most important things that actually produces income. That's literally it. And then I just, without fail, I have to make sure everything on that list gets done. But when I feel that way, it's like, screw the list. I'm going to write two or three pages of things I need to get done. If they're not done, I'm staying up. And there's days where I stay up until like 3, 4 a.m. and then wake up again at 6 a.m. to get right back to it just because that anger like fuels me so much. And it's like, even at that, I still get mad that I even had to get to that point in the first place. Because then I remind myself, like, why couldn't I have just done this earlier? Why did I have to get to, like, this point first before I pushed myself to go that hard? Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. But the reality is, right, we're all human. Yeah. So we're not going to go as hard some days as we would most days, Mm -hmm. right? 97% 97 of the time, we're going hard. That 3% of the time, we're human. We may not feel good. We may just feel a little sluggish today. You know, yeah. and that's just that's just reality. You know what I mean? So I know on social media it, it makes it look like everyone's going hard twenty four seven. Everyone's staying up late, everyone's getting up early. Listen, we're human, right? So we are going to have times where we sleep in a little later or mm-hmm. we wake up a little later. That's just a reality, right? Now, making that a habit is one thing. You don't want to make that a habit. But if you do, do that, right? Sometimes you're gonna let your foot off the bra- uh, the gas for you know, a day or two days or something like that. Um, can't kill yourself over it either. You know, yeah. you just can't kill yourself over it. And you have to give your time, uh, yourself time to refresh, right? And that's 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 something I'm very big on too is, again, I know it's called like hustle culture where everyone is hustling, everyone's doing this 24-7. Mm-hmm. That's not the reality, okay? Sometimes you need to let yourself recharge, right? On a Sunday, maybe you work six out of seven days. On Sunday, don't open anything. Don't touch anything maybe, right? Some people can work seven days all day. Doesn't mean you can, right? And if you Mm -hmm. can't, it doesn't mean that you're not as good of an entrepreneur as a hustler or that other person. Doesn't, right? Let yourself recharge for a day and then go back and get after it. Because if you drain yourself, right, that's another thing that's that's tough to overcome in entrepreneurship is when you absolutely drain yourself. Now you're giving half-assed effort every single day instead mm-hmm. of maybe taking a day to recharge and then go full force and do what you need to do and execute, right? So it's a very big difference. And um, I'm glad you said that because I do want people to realize, like, listen, me, to me, no one works harder than me, right? That's just my opinion. But guess what? I need days where I need to just not touch any work, 100%. any work. I need to recharge, right? I need to get my mind right. I need to freshen up. And the next day, I go at it and I go crazy, right? All uh, all day, the whole week, whatever it is. So don't be afraid or don't feel regretful or uh, or guilty sometimes for maybe maybe feeling sluggish that day or maybe not going as hard uh, that day. But you need to be honest with yourself and say, all right, you know what? I didn't do as much as I should have done today. But tomorrow, I'm going to go after it and I'm going to execute. Mm-hmm. Being honest, yesterday was that day for me. <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. So yesterday I woke up one, I woke up late. So I, I, I call it, I break down my days by like quarters, right? So like the first quarter is like morning until 12 PM and then like, you know, moving forward, but I woke up late. So I lost my first quarter or I lost the morning. Right. So then I was laying in bed and I was like, man, do I want to carry this energy over to tomorrow a Monday when I need to, you know, hop on it and like really go hard. Or should I just, you know, relax my mind, take a step back so that way I could take 20 steps forward tomorrow? You know what I mean? So yesterday, by the time I got ready and everything, it was like maybe 1 p.m., 2 p.m. So 
I, I went out on a walk at 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. I didn't get home until 8.30 p.m. from that same walk. Like, I just walked around. I live in Berkeley, so I just walked around the city for all those hours. I felt like a nature photographer. If you looked at my story, <laughs> I was, like, taking pictures of just, like, the city and trees. Like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but Bro, but that sounds good, though. Yeah, when I got back, I felt so relaxed. Yeah. And I woke up today early. You know, like, I'm on it. Like, I'm getting so much work done. And it's like, that's what I needed to do. Right? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I went to, uh, I, it was like two, three weeks ago. I took a Tuesday off. Mm-hmm. And this is the, listen, this is the beauty of being like a business owner too, an entrepreneur, you know, like I just took, I took Tuesday off whenever I wanted to. Right. So I went, I went uh, to like this spa place, bro. Ooh. I felt so good after that. The rest of the week, I absolutely just dominated the rest of the week, you know, but that sometimes that's what you need is just a, a, a quick reset, recharge. The mind is the most important thing, right? Mm-hmm. I feel tired all the time. I'm, I'm sore from the gym and shit like that. But if you're, you're if your mind is fatigued, you're just not going to operate on a level as high as, as what you should be operating on. Mm-hmm. And that's the most important thing. So you need to recharge, um, refresh your mind, reset it, and don't feel guilty if you need to do that. 100%. It's okay to be depressed. It's okay to need to recharge. It's okay to be in a bad place. It's okay to not be where you want to be. Like That's okay, right? What's yep. not okay is staying there forever, mm-hmm. right? 100%. I think I – think that's one of the big misconceptions is mm-hmm. like you need to get where you're going right away according yeah. to uh, according to Instagram and shit, right? Yeah. And that's just – that's not the reality. These things take years and years and years. Like this is what people always say all the time is, yeah, it took me 10 years to be an overnight success, mm-hmm. right? Because that's the reality of it. All that work, it just doesn't happen in a couple of months. You'll see, you know, once in a blue, someone pop out that in their first year, they made like millions of dollars. Listen, 99% of the time, that's just not going to happen. Right. People go through struggles. People go through trial and error. People go through bad breakups and, and partnerships and things like that. Those are all things that people go through. Those are things that I've went through. OK. So when you're talking about if you have a goal, right, if you get into entrepreneurship and you have a goal of getting somewhere and you don't have any long term vision, you are going to struggle and you're going to struggle mentally more than anything. Right. Because if you have this uh, perception of that you want to you know show off for Instagram or show off to your friends or whatever and and shit ain't working in the first year what's going to happen again you're going to fold right yep. because what you're what you're you're looking for you're not getting in the first year right but someone that has a 5 to 10 to 25 year output or outlook they're going to last because they're expecting this they say listen fuck it I'm going to be in this for 5 10 years you know what I mean the person that's in it for a year He's in a fold. So I always say the same thing, right? Especially in wholesaling. Everyone's like, oh, wholesaling saturated. If you're in wholesaling, you know it's not because all the people that, that the, uh, all the new people that come in, they go right back out because they don't see any results in three months and six months. Boom. They're on to a totally different industry, right? But mm-hmm. the people that uh, got into wholesaling, right? And same thing, 95% of people, it took them three, five, eight, 12 months to get their first deal. The people that stuck through, and the people that are still doing deals today know the same thing. All these new people that say, uh, yeah, you know, I'm jumping into wholesaling and real estate investing. They're going to be right back out in the next three months because they, they don't have any long-term vision, right? So yep. that's one thing that I preach heavily. And, and that's me having, you know, rental properties and things like that. That's long-term vision, right? I get paid every month, but my wealth is, is being built over the long term with that, right? So having long-term vision – 
delayed gratification, things mm-hmm. like that. Those are all blessings to have, right? So if Absolutely. you're able to execute on those and, and have those abilities, be very grateful, right? And just build upon those things. I think the TikTok culture is kind of what really pushes this, but everybody has this idea of an instant reward. Like you scroll on TikTok, type in hashtag entrepreneur or something like that on TikTok, scroll through it. It's a bunch of 18-year-olds or people in high school saying like, oh, I made six figures this month, this and that. And like a lot of times it's not true. But mm-hmm. at the same time, the perception that like you can make it that instantly makes everybody else want it right away. Uh, right before we hopped on, I, I have a skip tracing um, service as well. So somebody reached out to me for some, some skip tracing. And we were talking and I was telling him about, I think he asked me some sort of question, but I was talking about someone who um, got 5,000 records from me like a month ago, they called it for one week and then quit wholesaling forever. And it's because, you know, they wanted that instant reward. They thought they would, uh, that one list of 5,000 records, which as you know, it's not a lot. That one list of 5,000 records was going to, you know, give them that $40,000, $50,000 deal. That's what they thought. So they didn't get it in one week and they quit forever. And it's kind of yeah, like, bro. you know, you have to have a longer vision than just a week. You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to jump this into this new venture and a week later, I'm going to be rich. And if not, I'm going to go do something different. Like, yeah. I see, it's like um, industry hopping, you know? Mm-hmm. People industry That's hop exactly all the time. what it is. They become yeah, a day trader for, like, stocks. And then they do Forex. Then they do crypto. Then they do real estate. Then they go back to say, it's like, just pick one thing. Get really good at that and do it until you make it work. Because if you can't make yeah. that one thing work, how are you going to make the next thing work as well? Right? That's that, that's that FOMO shit, man. The fear of missing out is, is, is just a killer right now. And, and yeah, social media has a lot to do with it. And it's, and it's, and listen, that's, it's very valid too. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's very, very valid. And it's easy to get, you know, shiny object syndrome. Yeah. Right. The next thing you're looking at the next thing and the next thing, this, the next thing that, um, but I was just talking to two students of mine last week that were like in a different kind of scenario, but they're in one market. And they're pulling 5,000 leads and they're not getting any results there. So they went to another market and then they went mm-hmm. to another market and they're doing this every month. I'm like, bro, you need to relax, right? You yeah. need to have, you know, build some momentum in a market to let it take two, three, four months before you like keep hopping on. But they think like everyone's looking for the quick hit, mm-hmm. right? Everyone's looking to be the next like real estate millionaire this year and the crypto millionaire this year and the day trading millionaire this year, whatever it is, e-commerce, right? Everyone's looking, uh, kind of looking for that avenue to just boom blow up in that that overnight session it's just not the reality you know so when you have um realistic expectations and i hate the word realistic right but with this with this expectations and entrepreneurship you need to have right if you're looking to, to become a millionaire in the first month you're gonna you're gonna struggle mentally again right because you're thinking oh i need to do this and i need to uh you know post this and show my wins here which is it's just it's not what entrepreneurship is supposed to be about in, in, in the first place, right? It's supposed to be about, um, you know, someone persisting and, and, and going through a struggle, right? Not that you need to go through a struggle, but that's what most entrepreneurships are built on. They're, mm-hmm. You know, we're built different than 99% of the other people, which is why we're the 1%. You could be 1% and not have a dollar to your name. It's all about mindset, right? You could be 1% right up here. So when um, you're getting into entrepreneurship, and you're expecting a quick hit, you're just going to struggle up here. You're going to struggle mentally. So, I, again, I always preach the long-term vision, man. Yep. Just, just kind of try to train yourself on to just slow down, 
right? And I, I see this with like 19 year olds. They're like rushing, rushing, rushing. I'm yeah, like, bro, heavily. Like, slow down. You know, you have so much time left still. Um, train yourself for long term vision because not only um, will that help you on your journey, but it'll also make you or help you make better decisions. When you're trying to get that quick hit, you know, you're, you're taking, you know, real risky, uh, you're making real risky decisions, or you're doing real, really risky things, or you're doing, you know, bad business to get a quick buck. All those things you got to put to the side. Train yourself to have some long-term vision. Yeah, no, 100%. And I think it's uh, really common, or I think it's more common in the real estate industry, actually. Because back when I was a real estate agent, man, all those coaching sessions I would go to, and I would see the same people showing up, and they'll be like, oh, I have a lead who wants to sell his house in two or three months. They would not follow up with that lead. Why? Because they were looking for money now. They're like, oh, I need money now. I need a deal right now. And then two or three months, they'll be in that same training session and be like, oh, yeah, the lead I had ended up selling his house to somebody else. And they would ask, did you follow up? And it's like, no. So it's like, that would have been money you would have had at that time. But you wanted it right now. So now you didn't get it. You know what I mean? That, that's like a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Literally, that's a perfect example. Because um, I preach that to the people that I teach too. It's like, what, what do you mean you don't have a podio system set up to help you follow up and things like that? But it's the same thing. It's <laughs> yeah. Everyone wants that, that, oh, this list didn't work. All right, let's go to the, the next list and just forget yeah. everyone that said no. Forget everyone that said, yeah, hit me back in a couple of months. Forget them. I'm looking for the person that's going to sell right now, right now. Not mm-hmm. knowing that $30,000 might have been in that follow-up. $50,000 mm-hmm. might have been in that follow-up, right? But that's the mindset. That's why it messes you up because what does that do? That helps you or that forces you to make bad decisions because you're looking for a quick hit, right? So yeah. I love that because that's specific to like my uh, my niche too. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a perfect example. Yeah, and I don't really like talking about um, what I do personally because I want to keep it more based off like what people are going through. But for the, relative to this specific example, I think I have a good example as well. Um, there's this lead I have, right? first got him as a lead in august of last year now his property arv is probably like 150 140 and he's asking like ninety thousand. so you know it's not going to work with the repair costs mm-hmm. and stuff right however i sold two of his houses he has nine properties i've i call him two or three times every single week about fail since august until now there's this one property i've been trying to get on contract the one that he wants ninety thousand for since there's talks about a recession now, he is willing to give it to me for $40,000. Yeah. He's like, you know what? I just want to cash out. You just give me forty, On a deal that he wanted 90000 but I would have never gotten it if I stopped calling. He's like my best friend now. Like I call him and like immediately he answers the phone like, hey, Enrique, how's it going? This and that. That's because I followed exactly. up every single week. Yeah, you know bro. And, and, and you know what? If you didn't, that would have been someone else's money. Someone exactly. else would have bought food with that money. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it's like I had the same thing. I uh, I got a lead in August, uh, August of 2019. Wow! Right, we bought <laughs> That's it. Awesome. We bought it in December of 2020. Okay, so we're talking about I don't even know what that is. That's 16 months. 16 months. I followed up with this guy every single week. I still That's have the awesome. conversation where it's just like blue text, blue text, blue text. It's just me and him not answering, but I'm just following up, following mm-hmm. up. We finally closed on it. We made 194 thousand dollars on that deal. Huge. So imagine. Imagine if I didn't follow up with that. I mean, it's 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 life changing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's life changing sometimes. So, it's it's when you have that long term vision, you you uh, 
you eventually get rewarded with what you're supposed to be rewarded with. Yeah. I think uh, the reason people want that short term so much is one, because they look at their current situation too deeply instead of looking at where they're going to be at in a month and without realizing that whether they do something now or not, that four week period, that month period is still going to pass by whether they move or not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And two is, again, with social media, they, they watch too much social media and see people doing stuff very quickly. Or they have this fear of judgment that like, oh, if they don't make something happen right now, then they're going to be judged for it, right? So, yeah, a lot of people are, are afraid of just starting, right? Yeah. Starting and struggling. So people get embarrassed of that. I never understood that, right? But it's mm-hmm. a thing. People are afraid to, um, you know, struggle and not make any money or lose money. And even you and I were just talking about uh, a couple of weeks ago, just starting posting content. Yeah. Right? Like it's, it's sure. a legit thing that people are afraid to. And I was the same thing with me. I was like, damn, shit, should I post this? I don't know if I should post this. Yeah. But it's, it's, a, it's a valid point. So um, just to piggyback off what you were saying, it's, it's true that, listen, people are afraid to um, struggle. They're afraid to start. They're afraid to see other people watching them struggle. That's the main thing, I think, is just having other people look at you and see you struggling and not making money and saying like, oh, yeah, I'm a real estate investor, but I'm not making any money. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's, it's, it's tough to take. I'm not going to lie. Right? It's tough to take because I was doing that. I was out posting – you know, hey, uh, you know, sell me your house, this and that. But I wasn't making any money. So people knew what I was trying to do. And they also knew that I wasn't doing it successfully. Right. Yeah. And it is tough, but it's a part of the process. You have to have a I don't give a damn attitude with, with that kind of stuff. Because, again, nothing else should matter besides your end goal, your why, your reasoning, mm-hmm. your purpose. Those are all the things that should matter. All the outside judgment shouldn't even bother you a bit. Exactly. I feel like the moment where the public opinion doesn't matter anymore to you, the levels you can reach in anything you do just grows exponentially. Because like for me, for example, I don't care about failing in public. Like actually, I actually would rather fail in public because I learn more from it, if that makes sense. Because now I get to see what everybody's saying about it. And I could ask myself, all right, is that valid? If it is, then I could tweak something about that, right? If it's not valid, then just dismiss it and move on. But I think failing in public is something that a lot of people fear, you know? Which is Yeah, and I, no, go ahead. I think I think failing in general is some something that people just have to accept, especially yeah. entrepreneurs. That is 100%. that is something you cannot skip. I see so many people trying to skip that, right? Mm-hmm. Even when you invest in courses mentorships masterminds you're still gonna there's no way you're avoiding failure as um a stepping stone in entrepreneurship it is a absolutely a necessary stepping stone that you guys should embrace okay Mm -hmm. because you're gonna learn so much from it you're gonna meet new people from it you are um gonna go through different experiences from it right i've learned when i just a quick backstory when i got into real estate investing i never bought a course or nothing I wow. everything that I, I I know now I wouldn't say any, uh, everything eighty five percent of the things I know now strictly from my failures from wow. my money lost right but that's what they say failure is the best teacher and it's hundred percent true hundred percent so before we start wrapping things up I want to do a quick little recap of everything we talked about so we went through talking about you know being in a depressed state and how to pull yourself out of that which. Um, if I'm correct, is find somebody who is dealing with the same thing as you, connect with them, talk with them, share your experience and grow together instead of just being alone. 
Um, cause I just, you know, if you're talking to somebody else, collaboration can really help bring you out of that. And also delayed gratification, um, not wanting things right now, but really seeking to, you know, create a long-term foundation for whatever you're trying to build. And on top of that, we've been talking about having your why, right? Which is important yeah. to everything you do. So Huge. if there is somebody you know, struggling with everything we talked about. I was like, for some reason, literally everything we're talking about is like right on point for what they're doing. You know, let's just kind of recap what they should be doing, like in steps, what actionable steps can they take right now to really start progressing in their life? Yeah. So for me, right. If I was back into where I was five, six years ago, right. Um, first of all, I, again, I would be reaching out to people in similar situations than me or someone that has gone through what I've went through. Mm -hmm. Okay, because that is extremely, extremely powerful. Because again, what that does is it takes you from a lonely state to a not lonely state. And one of the hardest things about entrepreneurship is being lonely. It, it feels like, you know, all your failures are on you, right? All the money yep. lost on you. Um, everything that you have to do in your business is on you. All the responsibilities on you, right? It's very, very draining, man. It's, it's, it's just taxing mentally. So, um, and there are thousands, if not millions of people going through the same thing right now when they're just starting their entrepreneurship journey that they need someone to speak to as well. So don't be afraid to reach out, whether it's on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook groups, whatever it is. Reach out to people that are doing better than you. Reach out to people that are on the same level as you. Um, and don't be afraid. And we spoke about be vulnerable. Leave with value. Yep. Don't try to come in and pull out free game from people and things like that because you're going to dead a relationship before, it even, mm -hmm. uh, it's, uh, before it's even alive. You're going to debt it. So don't come in and try to um, pull free game out. Come and leave with value. If you're vulnerable, express that, okay? Because people want to help people that are, you know, honest about how they're feeling, um, especially entrepreneurship, uh, entrepreneurs with other entrepreneurs, okay? Because we all know what we've been through and we know the journey and the hard work that it takes. Um, so I would do that and I would try to, again, establish a why before you even jump into entrepreneurship. It is the most powerful thing. When you have a powerful why, I just there's just no way you can be stopped. Even if you fail in your business venture, you're going to find a way to jump into something else or, or recreate something else in your current uh, industry or something because that why is going to push you. That's a strong rooted foundation that you guys or everyone should have, especially if you're just starting out. Again, think about whys that are beyond you. Okay, Everyone wants a big house and this and that. Think about beyond you because when you're feeling – sick or when you're feeling tired or, or whatever it is if your why is only about you then your actions are going to correspond with your feelings but when your why is about your parents your community your inspiration on other people teaching and helping other people it's going to pull things out of you that you didn't even know you had and it's going to push you to do so many more things so um definitely establish a strong foundational strong rooted why um before you jump into that and when it comes to um you know, things like depression and anxiety. You have to understand that you're not the only person going through that either, right? And it's 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 part of a lot of people's journeys. Again, it was a hundred percent part of my journey, man. It it was. And I, I remember how I feel how I felt during that that part of my journey. Like it was yesterday. That's how like that's how much I was just going through it. That's how dark it was for me. You know, and I remember that. And um, I embraced it because of my why. So again, those, those things all intertwine. And then lastly, when it comes to delayed gratification, 
that too is is all about up here. Okay, is not falling for these uh, these social traps, right? On social media or um, for society, things like that. Okay, all these again, they call Instagram, you know, a highlight reel. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just because you see a bunch of other people doing well doesn't mean they're not struggling behind the scenes. Um, like for example, in our industry, I know people making a hundred grand a month, and their their expenses are ninety five grand. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it looks cool, but what's really going on? So you can never yeah. um, judge someone by by Instagram right away, right? And that's not everyone, but that is some people. So I don't want you guys or anyone listening to this to to just look at you know Instagram or social media in general um, and think that you have to be like that person right away. It takes time. It takes it takes effort. Mm-hmm. It takes blood, sweat, and tears. That person that you're looking at, you didn't see, but he or she was behind the scenes working her fucking or his fucking ass off every night, every single day, up early, up late. They were working, right? That didn't come like that overnight. It, it came with time and effort. So you have to be willing to put in the same time and effort if you want exactly what they want, right? So um, always think of the long term. Right. Oh, train yourself to have long term vision. If you only have short term vision, if you can only see three to six months down the line, you got to get out of that mindset ASAP. You got to see 30, 60, 60 years down the line. Right. I always say I have a three year plan. I have a 30 year plan. I have a 300 year plan. Right. Three year plan is soon. 30 year plan maybe for my kids, my grandkids. And the 300 year plan maybe for, you know, my great, great, great grandkids or the people that I've impacted that are still, um, you know, relevant to whatever time period it is, but what I did 300 years before is, is still impacting them today, right? So a three-year, a 30-year, and a 300-year plan. That's the type of long-term vision that you have to have. That's not to say that you can't, you don't want to make money right now. Of course you do, right? But your actions and your decisions should also be based on some long-term vision as well. So I feel like that wraps up everything pretty well. It's a you know, difficult dis, um, discussion to have what we just had and, and yeah. to be honest about those things. Cause I know a lot of people won't be honest about them, but, um, again, if you're listening to it, it's, you're not the only one, you're not the only one that's going through these things. Um, stay the course, reach out to people, um, and, and go on your journey, man. It's your journey, you know, follow your journey and your purpose and your why. Man. This has been an amazing conversation, bro. Like, I know this is the first time we even had like a real deep conversation. Everything kind of yeah. flowed, so it was awesome. Yeah. Um, but I think we provided some good value for anybody listening. Definitely uh, was very vulnerable to everybody. Um, so I'm really excited to put this one out. But hey, man, it's been a pleasure having you on. Tell the people one last time where they can find you, how they can reach out to you. Yeah, you can know. find me on Instagram, the Jordan Santiago on Twitter. I'm very active on Twitter, which I think is a very underrated networking platform, by the Facts. way. So hop on it. Um, DJ Santiago. You can find me on Facebook, Jordan Santiago. Reach out. Like I said earlier in the show, I, I, I really do answer everyone. I try to help everyone as much as possible because I remember I was reaching out to people for help when I was just starting. So I always remember that, you know. So um, reach out. Love to connect with anyone. Love to uh, help anyone. Enrique, I appreciate you, man. This was awesome. I think this was very important, essential discussion to have. So I appreciate you, you know, letting me come on and talk about this topic. Absolutely, man. Thank you again for hopping on. I really appreciate everything, bro. Yes, sir. Thank you.